This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Let's go! older guys and welcome to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Uh, I'm Hannah Mooney and I'm really pleased to have you guys joining me today. And um, I'm actually, another reason why I'm quite pleased, I mean I'm always pleased when I'm on That's the Ticket, but uh, I managed to catch up with a good friend of mine, friend of the show, Jim Fishwick, uh, not too long ago. And uh, we did a bit of a crossover episode because he too has a podcast. So what we've gone and done is kind of stitched our two shows together. So um, it's a little bit different to the usual um, format of That's the Ticket, but uh, I know you guys and I know that you will be able to cope with it, uh, for want of a better term. But uh, before we get into that, I just think that I should, and I would like to, um, make sure a very important segment doesn't get missed or left out of uh, today's episode. So I'm going to kick off the show with um, this week's Rick's Pick. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the segment on That's the Ticket, I have an Uncle Rick, and he's a big listener of music, big listener of radio. Uh, That's the Ticket's biggest fan, undoubtedly. And uh, when he heard that I was getting my radio show on Free FM, he's like, okay, Hannah, I'm going to hook you up with a list and every week you can play Rick's Pick. And every week I have. And uh, because today's episode is all about names, because Jim's podcast, I get that a lot, uh, talks to people about what they get a lot in regards to their name, it'll become clear the more we listen. Uh, I went for a song that contains a name for this week's Rick's Pick. Uh, It's a Pink Floyd track called Julia Dream. So uh, enjoy. This one is for you, Uncle Rick. Dream, dream, dream. 
Now my Heidi Mike or Hannah Tokawingoa and welcome to That's the Ticket. Now I know you guys get that intro a lot, but today's episode is actually all about things that people get a lot. More specifically, what they get called a lot. Confused? Well, that means it's about time that I welcome today's co-host, host of the hit podcast, I Get That A Lot. Jim Fishwick is here. That's right, I'm doing another crossover episode, guys. I'll pause for applause. Yeah, I just clapped on my own podcast. Don't at me. Um, Jim, I feel like now is a good time for you to take over from whatever that intro was. Welcome. <laughs> Kia ora, Koto listeners. I'm not going to let the audience in on the fact that it was actually me clapping for you, because Hannah Mooney does not do her own sound effects. Hey, um, I appreciate that, but um, everyone knows it was me. Everyone knows <laughs> I rate myself that highly. But, you know, I, I appreciate the thought, Jim. But um, I feel like I'm going to ask you to explain slash broaden on what I very messily introduced there. <laughs> I, I think now might be a good time, do you? <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. I'll take over for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, please do. Take a back seat and clap yourself a little. Okay. So... Starting in the middle of last year, I launched a new podcast, and the podcast is called I Get That A Lot. And it came out of a phenomenon that I'd noticed, which was there were certain joke names that I would get called over and over again. So instead of calling me Jim, which is my name, people would call me Jimothy, or Jim Bob, or Jemima, or Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jim Jerry, or Jiminy Cricket. Or Jim, 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 lad, Jim, 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 Jim. I'm really glad you did that one. My dad, killed a dad, um, will vibe that. <laughs> Specifically Muppet Treasure Island? Is mm-hmm. that what you mm-hmm. were going for? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I vibe that. I, I, I love that film. It's just wonderful. There's, there's no greater capturing of charisma on film than Tim Curry in that film. It, yeah. He's just magnetic. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so sorry. I thought if I had been getting these jokes over and over again then surely other people would have as well and so I wanted to try and capture some of those interviews and not just the jokes that get made about our names but also the jobs that the jokes that people will get made when they're working especially customer service or retail jobs the classic ones being like oh no barcode I guess it must be free (laughs) or uh, is that on savings savings more like spendings (laughs) and you know those sort of things that will come up again and again and I'm just sort of curious about them as a phenomenon Mm. partly because what does it why do people do them like are we doing them 
do we make those jokes because we want to make the other person laugh? Because we think we're the first person to have come up with it? Are we doing it because we want to try and relate to them? Like, it, I, it's a well that I haven't gotten to the bottom of yet. But anyway, that's, that's the premise of the show, is asking people about those jokes that they get about their name or their line of work. I mean, it really is a phenomenon, though. And as someone who recently uh, binged every single episode that you've put out, and I'm quite <laughs> proud of that because I did it in like a day, I um, highly recommend I'm really... I'm proud of you too. I'm, it was, I'm flattered. I'm humbled. It was really easy to listen to. Oh, thank you. And it was just Thanks really interesting. But um, that's the thing. I was saying to Jim before we started having a yarn uh, that you don't think that your name will be relevant to this podcast like uh-huh. getting something a lot and then you stop and think about it and you're like yo no one's safe everyone will have something <laughs> eh um and actually while you were going through the things you often get with jim do you mm. get jimbo jimbo yes yes i do for some reason that doesn't necessarily like grind my gears as much as jimothy does mm. um I think maybe it's because it's something that my mum would call me when I was a kid. Jimbo. Jimbo. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, for whatever reason, that's just sort of, like, I, I associate more positively with that. But the vast majority of nicknames on my name I do find quite frustrating because Jim is already a, about as short as my name can get. My name isn't James. Legally, my name is Jim on my birth certificate. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah, it is. Jim. Uh, Jim Fishwick as well. That's my full name. Great No name. middle name. No depth. Just uh, Jim and Fishwick. No so, middle name? Yeah, yeah. No middle name. Okay. Um, what you see is what you get. Um, and <laughs> what you see you will be disappointed by because it is <laughs> what you get. So, like, it's hard to make a nickname of Jim because to me a nickname should be shorter than the original name. Mm. So if your name's Hannah, then Han, I feel like, yeah. is a cool nickname. But Jim, the only real nickname is J or J. Like you, you, they're the only ways of making it shorter. So uh, Jimbo, Jimbo Jet, Jim Jim lives in a bin I got when I was in year four. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. No, no, no. It, it's it's comedy gold because you say my name mm. and then you say it again and then you create a sentence with a word that doesn't rhyme with my name. I have no strong feelings about this at all. I mean, as someone with a super rhymy name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand, but also not understand, because everything rhymes with my name, and I got every one in the book. Um, did you ever get any Fishwick-related ones? Uh, yeah, I get Fishy. Um, okay. Well, there's there's one person that I will let call me Fishy, because okay. they're one of my idols, and they decided they were going to call me that, and that's fine. All right. Um, I've got all sorts of, like, fish-related things. Um, the, there was someone who said to me once... It's a good thing that your name... Sorry, it's a good thing that you do comedy because with the name Jim Fishwick, no one could ever take you seriously. And that felt less like a joke about my name now that I think about it and more like uh, shade. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit shady. I mean, I say this every time we're on the show and almost every time I see you that Jim Fishwick is a really good name. (laughs) It is. It's just like, it's just like perfect. I don't know. But it's like, if I was going to have the last name Fishwick... Jim is like the perfect. I there's no logical reasoning behind it. Oh no no no! But it's, it's probably some sort of phonetic principle 
of, of like why different sounds work well together. One of the people that uh, I've had on the show is a, a prominent linguist uh, mm. by the name of Lauren Gorn. And one of the reasons I enjoyed her episode, besides getting to hear about the cunning linguist joke that comes up over and over again, yep. is she's a linguist and so she understands the sort of social interactions that are, are playing out. And she talks about that in the episode. Yes, actually, she talked a lot about her last name and there were some origins there, which I vibed. Yes. So her surname is Gawn, G-A-W-N-E, um, which comes from uh, Ireland, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Guys, so just go listen. listen to, yeah, <laughs> listen to the episode. But it's uh, an, interesting, uh, an, an interesting little backstory. And that's the other thing I like is that once we, in each episode, once we've talked about the name, then there's sort of other aspects of how people feel about their names, how they relate to their identity. Um, or sort of people will make this joke because they think of me like this and they put me in this box. But actually, here's how I feel about it and here's what I'm really like. That uh, we, What I like about the show is that we can be quite silly because mm. my friend Laura Irish will all the time get, so are you really Irish? And she's very funny and eviscerating about that joke. Yeah. But also, we can have some quite serious conversations like... Um, my friend John Mark Desengano mm. an episode and he talks sort of quite earnestly about like we take the we make the effort to learn white people's names yeah like, they can make the effort to learn our names they yep. can make the effort and like you know fair point Ex yeah I agreed with that also your latest episode featuring a friend of the show and of us Benny Marama mm -hmm. um, he too had a rather touching story about his name yeah absolutely namesake as well and it was yeah. It's one of the most beautiful things that we've had on the show. So I, I recommend uh, that episode. I recommend all the episodes, but the yeah. latest one with uh, local superstar <laughs> Benny Marama. Lo local it's, it's celebrity a, Benny Marama. Uh, uh, it's a lovely episode. Yeah, and um, just for everyone listening at home who hasn't binged all the episodes like me, uh, where can you find them? The podcast is called I Get That A Lot, and it can mm. be found in pretty much all the pod places. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, whatever the other ones are as well, chances are it's there. There is another podcast that's called I Get That A Lot. Um, yes, I saw that when I was looking yeah, for yours. hosted by um, some people in America. Um, maybe one day I can do a crossover episode with them, um, because I. what happened is I decided I was going to make the show. I looked around. There were no podcasts called I Get That A Lot. I started recording episodes, edited them, and put them out about three months later. And by that time, I had the artwork made, I'd recorded all the intros for the episodes, and I went to upload it and saw that there was another podcast already called I Get That A Lot, and I swore quite loudly. But, you know, I thought there can be two podcasts with the same name. Yeah. I don't know if there is a That's The Ticket. I can't remember. Well, if there if there are, are you going to start? Uh, are you going to have beef with them? Are you going to start a rivalry, or are you going to make a, a union of the, the that's the ticketses? Um, a ticket line. Hey. Hey. Um, I was about to applaud myself again, and then I'm like, don't do it. That, that was Jim, guys. That was Hannah. That was, she was doing it again. <laughs> Just well, you got to pick which side you're on, Jim. Um, okay. Well, seeing as I've got you here, and I'm going to put you to work, mm -hmm. might as well get you to do some more hosting, because you've been doing some lovely podcast talking. Thank you. It's been making my life wonderfully easy. <laughs> but um, now I'm going to gonna ask you to put me through my paces. Say mm. I was a guest on your podcast, what would you ask me? 
Well, the first thing that I want to know, it's a very straightforward question. It feels quite obvious given what we've been talking about, but are there jokes that people will make about your name all the time? Oh, mate. Um, do, should I... I kind of want to ask you to guess, but no, I'll just crack straight into it. Um, so, Hannah Banana, which I find... Like, I get it, but also I'm like, we're in New Zealand. And so I just want to turn around and go, no, it's Hannah Banana, <laughs> you know? Um, so I get that one a lot. Uh, obviously, well, not, I guess, obvious to me, when Hannah Montana came out, again, Hannah Montana. <laughs> but um, Hannah Montana, get that a lot. Um, Hannah, Bobana, Fofana. I'm like, is that an actual thing or did it just appear from somewhere? I'm not 100% certain, but I get that a lot. Um, those are the, the top three. Um, Hannah Banana, I I don't have a super big problem with it. It's just, I don't enjoy it. I'm like, I'm not anti-bananas and I'm not anti-my name. I actually really vibe bananas as a fruit. Um, and banana-flavoured fruit bursts are the king of all, like, lollies. But I'm just... It's just so unoriginal. Like, I just always want to roll my eyes a lot. Um, and I guess there's multiple dimensions to the I get that a lot, for me at least, because this is going off my name and more just onto me, but I have an identical twin. So the other thing that I get a lot that has nothing to do with my name is Missy. Because my twin sister's name is Missy, we're identical, so I would say at least once a week, if not more, I get a Missy. And then sometimes I tell people, oh no, I'm Hannah, and sometimes I'm just like, oh hey, you know. It's easier to pretend, uh, because the the kind of people's reaction when they call you the wrong name, it's weird. Because um, you'd think I'd be the one who's upset, but often people will be like Missy and I'll be like oh no I'm Hannah I think you've got the wrong person they're like no you're Missy we did this blah 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 and I'm like no I know who I am do I, do I need some ID um, yeah so that's why it's easy to just pretend but then also with having an identical twin often I don't get rec uh, referred to by my first name as well so people will see me be like I don't know which one that is and so then it's just like, cue five minutes of very, like, vague general conversation being like, so how are things with you? And then it becomes my job to be like, either get my own name or Missy's name into the conversation. I always feel like it's ten points to me if I manage to get my own name into the conversation. Because <laughs> I have to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I was at work today and I stubbed my toe and so I was like, oh, Hannah, why'd you do that, you know? Um, so it's kind of like a little game that I have with myself I guess but yeah th that's the kind of rundown of what I get a lot wow that's <laughs> I feel like that's been building up within you for many years just waiting to burst out <laughs> waiting for someone to ask I feel like that was a very like rehearsed answer and it's not that it's rehearsed it's just often I've had this conversation with people because they're like what's it like being a twin and the story about having to bring my own name or my sister's name into conversations or pretending to just be her, that always comes up. Mm. Um, so it's kind of refreshing to talk about the other Hannah-related jokes, but I feel like if you interview another Hannah who isn't an identical twin, they'll probably have more 
because they'll get referred to by their own name more than I do. But um, I vibe that. Maybe I should I should get co-hosts more often. <laughs> then, then I just get to be like, me! Um, but no, in true that's the ticket fashion, I'm going to uh, break for a cheeky song. And uh, this one is themed with the episode and uh, with what I just talked about, actually. And... Can I make a guess? Yeah, you can make a guess. Is it That's Not My Name by the Ting Tings? No. <sighs> that would be too obvious because that one's doing the r- rounds on um, the TikTok at the moment. No, on it the is TikTok, on, as the kids say. Yeah, on the TikTok. No, this is the um, Hannah Montana classic, The Best of Both Worlds. So enjoy, <laughs> guys. <laughs> You're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney, and I really feel like I am living the best of both worlds right now because I've got a cheeky crossover episode underway. Jim Fishwick is here, co-hosting up a storm. 
That was absolutely seamless, Hannah. Thank you. I'm really I'm glad that that got acknowledged. Great work. <laughs> Stop. Hannah is clapping for herself once more. That was Jim. I only did it once, guys, at the very beginning. I have a very loud and recognisable clap. Um, <laughs> I think that's your Tinder bio, isn't it? Oh, don't. <laughs> um, sorry, babe. I'm not on Tinder, I promise. Um, I actually met um, my partner on Tinder. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my bio. I can't actually remember what my bio was, and I regret it. Was it Hannah Banana? No. Thank goodness. No one's going to swipe right for that. Um <laughs> Jesus got a bit um, down that road. Anyway, circling back. Uh-huh. Um, so for those of you just joining us, you're listening to Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. And uh, Jim Fishwick has been putting me through my paces on this crossover episode. Um, you host, I get that a lot, mm-hmm. a podcast about things people get a lot regarding their names and their professions. Correct. Yeah, they're sort of... Slightly funny jokes that will people will say to you, assuming that they're the first person to have made those jokes. See, I don't know how I what I would answer for the job one because I've recently started a new job, so I don't know if there's been enough time. Mm. But actually, what have you got? Because I mean, how would you rate? No, what would you describe your employment? Because you're all over the show. Yeah, I'm a and mess. by all over the show, I mean I mean that in a positive way. Like you do a lot of things. You are a multi-talented human who works in v- various different fields. Yeah, I, I feel like the the issue is that people will say, "So what do you do?" And my answer has to start with, "Well," and that's that's never a good sign. Mm. But what I do, the way that I describe what I do, is that primarily I'm a theatre maker. I make improvised theatre, immersive theatre, interactive theatre. I write, and I use the word theatre maker because. As an improviser, I'm writing and acting at the same time, but that also will involve directing, and I also produce my own shows. So when I'm doing all of these different things, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm a writer and an actor and a director and a producer. Like, So I just use the word theatre maker to Mm. encompass all of that. I mean, I usually just describe you as a creative. Thank you. Sorry, that wasn't worth interrupting you for, so please (laughs) continue. Well, I don't know. I find that interesting because I feel like saying that I'm a creative puts... It it makes me feel like, well, as opposed to what? (laughs) Like, who... Because for me, that immediately puts it in a very, like, corporate context. Like, there are advertising creatives, the people who come up with the creative side of things, as opposed to the suits, the the legal people, the, mm. the account. And, like, I think it does us an injustice as a species to say, like, these are the people who are the creative ones and these are the people who are not. Like, if I, I know people who work in accounts in major institutions and they do stand-up in a, at the evening and that's their creative outlet. And they're creative people too, you know? I mean, I feel like I say that just because I describe myself as a non-creative creative person and yeah I knew you were going to laugh because like you know me and you know where I've worked and where I work and what I do and what my buzz <laughs> and is and where you live and well, your SSN number and- guys pop round no um and yeah but that's how I describe myself because when I compare myself to other kind of creatives or other people in the creative industry I'm like I'm not that level of creative I just do admin you know um but yeah that, that's where I put myself. 
on the on the creative I, I mean scale. I suppose I was about to sort of rejoin to that I was going to say sort of things like but the admin can be creative in a way mm. and then I realise that we're getting into the field of like creative accounting <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, 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 has a different meaning yeah we need to get away from that but um, <laughs> what, are, what are some of the things you get told a lot Ooh, like ab about my work? Yeah, or, yeah. Hmm, that's an interesting one. It's probably hard for you to narrow it down, though, because you've got so many different kind of facets of mahi. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose the the thing that comes up most regularly about being someone involved in improvisation is like, oh, you must love whose line is it anyway? Oh, yep. Which is sort of the, the touchstone for what improvisation is. And, you know, I, I do love that show. It especially when I was a kid, it was a, a, a real mindset of like, oh my God, how do they do that? Um, it's interesting in a way though, because it is still, for, for a lot of people, that's the touchstone of what improvising is, is, oh, it's, whose line is it anyway? You do a quick sketch and you're trying to say the funniest thing, like, mm. the funniest punchline. And they are masters. They are absolute like, masters of doing that. Um, and as it happens, they're also masters of other stuff as well. Mm. So Colin Mockery is a phenomenal improviser. Yeah. Um, he, but, but whose line is it anyway? It shows sort of one side, like one part of what this art form can be. And so it's kind of frustrating at times that that remains the touchstone for what the art form is, um, that people will say like, oh, I could never do that. That's the other thing that I get all the time. It's like, oh, I could never do that. It's too scary. I was like, well, you probably could. Yeah. Like with a, you could take a class, and the point of the class is that it helps it feel less scary, and we make it more uh, approachable, and we we start with the basics. It's like uh, when you see like champion, uh, like so. I've I've got some friends who do like pole fitness and pole dancing, mm. and um, I I for a while I would look at that and go like oh, I could never do that like they're so strong they've got so many stomach muscles like yeah. count those abs yeah um and then they'll say like well yeah but the point of going to the beginner class is that's how you get strong that's yeah. the fitness part of it so that that's one aspect of it for like for for improvising is oh I could never do that it's like well you probably could um and then the uh you must love whose line is it anyway it's like well yes I do but it's just one very small kind of mm. what improvising is it's like pac-man is an iconic video game it's absolutely iconic but games do so many other things as well now like yes they're inspired by this one thing but there's so much else that's happening as well and for people's understanding of the medium to be stuck in this one thing from decades ago uh that can be challenging at times next time i meet someone if i ever meet someone who like makes games i'm gonna be like like pac-man <laughs> like i'm gonna do that now <laughs> Um, um, you you can you can absolutely do that. Or be like like pong, <laughs> throwing it way back. Mm. Um, no, but for me, I'm just while you were saying that, I was trying to think about what I get. I mean, would the question be say this was I get that a lot? What mm. would the how would the question start? Well, there's there's two there's two aspects of it. So one of the questions that I like to ask is when people find out what you do, mm. what's their usual response mm, okay um so with my old job working at the meteor it would always be oh we went and saw that show there and usually there was one show that i would always get i'm not gonna say it on air 
But yeah, nine out of ten times it would be, we went and saw, insert the show title here, or that used to be Skate World. <laughs> or didn't that used to be Skate World? Um, and followed by, I've never been there. Um, that's the thing. With my new job, um, I work for H3, and so I am the marketing coordinator for Impact Events, so I get to market stuff like rugby at FMG Stadium, Waikato, events at Claudelands, and um, uh, cricket at Sin Park. And so when I say, they're like, oh, what do you do? Or where do you work? And then I say, um, it's usually, what is an Impact Event? And can I get can you get me free tickets? Other two two things so far, um, or just it's kind of vague, not understanding because I have to explain that it's like yes H three, but we do these, and they're like so you work for Claudelands, and I'm like well no, I work for H three, and we manage these things. Um, it's gen- g- just general confusion. Hmm. Mm. I. I that, that's really interesting to me because it's sort of it's people have an already built-in understanding of the spaces of mm. the venues but not how they're run yeah whereas a lot of other jobs like the this like the platonic ideal of jobs like mm. if, if you had to ask a 12 year old what are some jobs they would probably say uh police uh yep. lawyer doctor judge like those sort of things um the the primary colours of jobs. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of associations that we have with those. Like, oh, accountants are boring. Lawyers are mean. Uh, so-and-sos are greedy. I don't know. Um, but when your job is like, oh, I work in the events for these spaces, the attachment that people have is to the space, not to how they work. Yep, exactly. Or when you say, I work in events, people either assume that you are in the event so Mm. that you're on stage or something or that you're like tech crew Mm. it's just yeah i've never been able it's never been a one word answer yeah um is basically um the gist of that but what's what's the other half of the question well i suppose also because you do (laughs) producing work oh yes you say that you're a producer i imagine people would sort of go oh so you fund the like it's all about money no people just don't know what it is um, so yeah, in my free time, aside from hosting That's the Ticket, I like to produce uh, predominantly theatre. I've only ever produced musical theatre oh, and some children's theatre, but I'm yet to do like a play, uh, which I'm quite keen to do. But when I say, oh, they're like, what are you doing with the show? And I'm like, I'm the producer. And people are just like, what? Um, and then, yeah, people just think I'm like the director's assistant. Um some I've had a few cases where people think I've been funding it, but most of my mates and stuff they don't think of a producer as that way, or, b- or because they don't know what it is, they don't make that conclusion. And so, yeah, again, similar with um, H three and when I was working at the Meteor, it's always it's never a one word answer. Uh, yeah, poor producers, we don't get any credit. <laughs> And then when you try and explain what it is, you just like, oh, just do like admin and make sure every everything's where it needs to be and make sure everything happens. I mean, that makes me sound super up myself, but like <laughs> that's the real lo-fi. Um, and well, how's, then, how, how's this as a definition? This is something that I've been kicking around in my brain. You tell me if this is accurate or not. Okay. Which is that a, in a theatre show, the director works out what's going to happen and why it's going to happen and Mm. then the producer takes care of all the other question words 
like where, when, how. Yeah. That's. Who. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but then I think the thing is, air quotes, regular people who don't understand how stuff works behind the scenes won't think that there's other stuff outside of that. Because um, it's a similar thing, like, working in events and with venues, um, people don't understand... Wh- well, it's not clear what's the venue's responsibility, what's the performance from an outside perspective. People think that venues work for the shows that are on. And, like, we do, in a sense, we work with, not for. Um, so it's it's always kind of weird explaining that. And then usually when people find out I work in the arts and stuff, they're like, oh, that makes sense because you're loud. Or they just expect me to be funny as soon as they know I'm in the arts. Like, which is why, probably a good thing I have a podcast, but it's like when I'm with people, it's usually kind of older people and they find out I work in the arts, then it's it, you just kind of feel this unofficial, everyone turns to look and is like, okay, <laughs> perform. You, you know? know how to entertain people. Well, yeah, but it's like I don't because I'm not on stage. Like I'm in the shadows sending emails and stuff, not like performing. Um, so people just kind of mush all creative stuff into one bubble, I, I find. Although that being said, my immediate circle is pretty creative, so they're all pretty like up with the play, I would say. But um, enough about me, I think. <laughs> uh, no, because there's another half to the question there's that we didn't even get half. to. Oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, listeners, you won't be able to see this because it's not a visual medium, but we are recording this in a darkened room, and I do have a bright light shining in Hannah's face, yeah. and I'm walking back and forward behind it asking questions. Um, I, I'm ditching the... Uh, the splashing the water in the face to jolt her awake. I'm just like, for, for my, you know, that's the ticket fam, people are like, you never talk this much about yourself. I mean, I make all the jokes about being like, I love me, it's my show, bring it back to me. But, um... Well, yeah, I, I, that's one of the reasons that I do my show, I get that a lot, is it does sort of form a kind of cheap therapy mm. for the people who are taking part. Yeah. And I have multiple people who have said to me, like, I have never thought about my name and how I relate to it so much in all this time. I mean, I, as you said when I was talking about mine, I've thought about it. It's pent up. It's it's good to say it out <laughs> loud. So no, okay, second half of the question. Well, the, the other thing that I'll say is that one of the things that's come out of the show for me is that one of the people who was on an episode got in touch a week after their episode came out to say that their mum had written to them uh, to apologise for some of the things that they'd brought up in the episode to say like I had no idea that that's what you went through so um, I'm, I'm sorry for that um, which I thought was really sweet that um, is that, really sweet uh, my silly little show has had a positive impact but the question that I wanted to ask you yes. so one side of it is what do people say when they find out what your job is but are there jokes that will come up uh, in the course of doing your job or things that you have to say over and over again or that have to hear over and over again oh actually one I was like you were asking the question I'm like oh my gosh there's nothing but actually one's come to mind because that's the thing no one's safe everyone has something with their name and their line of work Uh, when you say you're in marketing sell me something huh like what? sell me this pen you know that sort of thing it's like go on how good are you and yeah 
It's a cool party trick. I, I do it sometimes too as a joke. I'm like, I can sew you this pen. Um, but yeah, or often after I say I'm in marketing and they're like, oh, that makes sense because you've you've sold this to me. You know, it always circles back to selling. And what do you think that is? Like, why why are people bringing that up? I don't know. I mean, it's again, marketing isn't just sales, but I think people ground it in what they know. Because um, marketing, it's not always about selling stuff. It's about kind of communication. Because marketing and PR, they're very similar and people lump them together anyway. But you, then when it comes to defining them, are like, marketing is about money PR is about people and I'm like you're both wrong <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a, um, a major in PR Bachelor of Communications degree majoring in public re- relations so I'm allowed to say that um, no but when you're marketing stuff you're not just trying oh I get spin doctor a lot as well with PR and with marketing I'm not just trying to like lie and just push stuff at you and be like, here, buy this, it'll solve all your problems, even though it's water, you know? Uh, and people just don't get that marketing, it's about building relationships and PR and marketing combined. It's about kind of communicating with your key stakeholders and sharing your brand and your identity and what is behind you not just the product so why you create this product or why you are hosting this event and what this event means to your venue and the people and stuff it's it there's a lot more to it i guess mm. i feel like i just went super tangenty but hey hey <laughs> i was about to say it's your podcast but it sounds a little bit like this your funeral i mean it's our podcast Josh. sorry i apologize <laughs> i apologize no um yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the answer that you're looking for, but it's the answer you've got. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's classic Spin Doctor material. There it is. There it is. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm not going to sell you anything. No, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Anyway, make sure to support FreeFM89 at <laughs> patreon.com slash FreeFM89. That's... Um, that's like we planned it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm not being dishonest. Um, I'm not loud. I'm just fun. But <laughs> to um, kind of break away from me, I am going to break for a cheeky song uh, because I've picked some solid ones to relate to the I Get That A Lot vibes. Mm-hmm. So I talked about my twin sister, Missy, earlier because I often get referred to as Missy. And um, I was thinking about what she gets a lot, and we talked about it, and can you guess what she gets a lot? Would it be Missy, the version of the master played by Michelle Gomez in seasons 11 through 12 of Doctor Who? Um, To certain audiences, but the one she gets the most, she'll be chuffed with that reference, though, um, is... Hey, Missy, you're so fun. You're so fun, you blow my mind. Hey, Missy. Of course. <laughs> yeah, even though the song is Hey, Mickey. Mm. I'm not going to play that song, though, because I do not like it. <laughs> Come at me. I don't care. But um, <laughs> I'm going to... The, the Missy I associate, the first Missy that springs to mind, is um, Missy Elliot. Oh, it has to be. So uh, it's not 
very often that's a lie it's my podcast i was gonna say it's not very often i get to play missy elliott on my show but it's my (laughs) show um but i'm gonna chuck get your freak on so enjoy Stop me now, listen to me now I'm lasting 20 rounds And if you want me, then come on get me now Is you with me now, then biggie biggie bounce I know you dig the way I switch my style Holla, holla People sing around, now people gather around Now people jump around on that song eh? I was like is it done Um, and then again it's my show so if I want it to be done I can make it be done but uh, anyway you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and Jim Fishwick hello (laughs) that's me it's me Jim Um, you you weren't going to clap for the audience again Jim I don't what are you talking about you were the one who was clapping (laughs) to yourself all the time 
Oh, we need, that joke should have died immediately. Basically, I should never have clapped at the start of the episode. So if anyone's listening now, um, check out the That's the Ticket podcast on uh, Spotify and Free FM to uh, know what we're talking about. But uh, In Comedy U, we talk about the rule of nines. You just keep making a joke over and over again, and it gets funnier and funnier the more you do it. I feel like that's how I live my life, to be honest. And actually, um, those close to me, my boyfriend and my sister, will know that if I make a joke to them, and then I'm like, that was a good joke. Next time when we see people, and they'll be there, and they're like, you made that joke earlier, and I'm like, yeah, but these people weren't here. Yeah, exactly right. the magic. Um, but Jim and I have just been having a. So- I say Jim and I, mainly me. I feel like it, this has been a very me centric episode. We did have a dash of Jim, actually. Uh, that's my upcoming cabaret show, A Dash of Jim. <laughs> a Dash of Jim! We performed at the World Cabaret Festival. Uh, but yeah, we've been uh, talking about his podcast. I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And Jim has been very kindly asking me questions about what I get a lot, which I've really enjoyed surprisingly I, i've warmed into it <laughs> as we know um from those last few questions but uh i was about to say now now it's back to me when it's been on me the whole time but i'm just gonna quickly talk about some upcoming events great can i help um yeah you can start us off if you want sure thing coming up this saturday the 20th of february it's the local pigeon farmers market the pigeons have been growing all sorts of crops. They've been growing radishes, carrots, and they're coming to the local pigeon farmer's market to be able to sell them. And then they're going to fly back home because they're also homing pigeons. Then following that, on Sunday the 21st, you can catch a new show called Hey! That's My Grandad! Whose granddad has been kidnapped and placed on stage? Is it your granddad? We don't know. We don't know yet because the kidnappings take place on the morning of the show. It's a fun time for all the family, especially granddad. Now over to you, Hannah, for the rest of them. Guys, did you know Jim does improv? <laughs> <laughs> okay, over to actual happening events. Uh, Mamma Mia! The Hit Abba Musical is currently running at Riverley Theatre. It's running until the 19th of February tickets are selling like there's no tomorrow especially as there's limited capacity in red i thought you were going to say especially because there is no tomorrow <laughs> we only have today live in the moment everyone freefm.ae thanks jim first and last time co-hosting now i'm kidding um so tickets to mamma mia at rivoli being put on by hamilton musical theater can be found at iTicket. don't worry i will be chucking the links up to all the events i'm promoting bar jim's ones um with the podcast of this episode so make sure you like the that's the ticket with hannah mooney facebook page um over at the meteor they've got boil up shows elsie and wish i was there running over um february 9th to February 11th so Elsie is on the 9th and 10th and Wish I Was There is on the 11th Um, I actually was lucky enough to have both of these shows on That's the Ticket uh, last year when they were meant to be going ahead but then COVID Um, so if you want to get the skinny on those the past Elsie episode is the one that was um, on the 29th of the 9th 2021 and the past Wish I Was There episode was on the 26th of the 10th 2021 again i'll chuck the links up and then i just want to take a quick moment um of acknowledgement for those upcoming events that have had to pull the plug in red uh my thoughts are especially with hamilton Gardens arts festival who were due to open on the 18th of february 
Um, and to my fellow creatives, whether you're a producer, event crew, tech team, performer, director, or audience member, kia kaha, we're all in this together. He waka eke noa. Um, that was nice. Did you that like was, that? That was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and I, I echo those sentiments for a billion percent. It's it's hard out there, guys. It's it's hard. Um, oh, absolutely. But on behalf of the That's the Ticket team, so today, on behalf of you and I, yeah. I just want to thank you for coming and having a chat, um, co-hosting, shaking up the show. Oh, my, my absolute pleasure. It's been a great time. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome back, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like the third time I've had you on, so you know you're welcome back. Oh, thank you. But um, to round out the show... Um, as you know, I've played a Hannah Montana track. I've played a Missy Elliott song because mm-hmm. they reference my name and a name I often get called, which is Missy. Um, but now I'm just going to play a song for my mum because I'm oh. sure she gets this a lot with her name. Uh, her name is Cecilia. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I'm going to end the show with the hit track Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel. So uh, this one's for you, Mum. I love you, and I will catch you guys next week. Kakite, bye.
episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.